Hello, my friends, and welcome to another installment, another message from God's Word for you and for me. It is a beautiful, warmer weekend as we continue along towards summer. It is still time to be thoughtful and mindful of the virus, making sure we're making the right decisions to stay safe. And we are getting close to reopening church. We are weighing our options. We are looking into the parish house, perhaps, for a place where we can meet. And we want to do it in a way that's going to make sure that everybody is safe. So please be patient and uh, allow us to do those things we need to do to make sure that all will be well. So today, my friends, we're going to talk about standing tall as free people. The heart of freedom, uh, again, talking about the heart of Jesus, is what we're talking about today. Now, we're talking about being free people, as Paul put it in Galatians chapter 5. And it makes us think, perhaps, or at least it made me think, of the word slavery, the opposite of freedom. This word slavery is described in Scripture as a condition that anyone familiar with the term would deem unacceptable, despised, and to be avoided at all costs. Now, you know and I know that this country has had its share of slavery issues. And we know that some believe that they were on the victorious side and others were the victims. The idea of slavery is, by definition, to place someone in the bonds of servitude against their will. That's important, against their will for the benefit of the oppressor. Now, if you look at history, you'll see that slavery is not new to our country. It was a popular practice for many cultures throughout history. It still is in some cultures today. Only one kind of slavery in our history was more humane and time-limited, and that's indentured slavery. To be an indentured slave was to volunteer seven years of your life to the service of another to pay off a debt. Our lesson today does not speak of the indentured type of slavery, though. It speaks of the type of slavery that caused every one of us to be chained to the influence of a most evil master with the vilest intentions. So my first point to you today is, I once was blind... The question is, what was the spiritual condition of every believer before Jesus changed his or her life? Galatians chapter 4 in verse 3 gives us the answer. Paul said, in the same way, you two were slaves of the ruling spirits of the universe. The fact is that we lived under the influence of our enemy, blind to the truth of Jesus. And if you look at those around you who don't know Christ, that is their situation. They are living under the influence of the enemy, blind to the truth of Jesus. That's why you and I are called, if, you, if you're in Christ listening to this message, you and I are called to bring the gospel message to those around us, to witness in deed, in love, in word. Now, we were slaves, and in the Greek it technically means held in bondage to the teachings of non-Christian religions and practices. Now, what is Satan's goal? It's very simple. To keep the blind person blind. He passes himself off as something he's not. We see this in 2 Corinthians 11 and verse 24. He seeks to deceive as many as possible to keep them from the truth. We see this in Revelation 12 and verse 9. So my next point for you is that, going along with the hymn, but now I see. God created this world and everything in it for his good pleasure. He created nothing that was evil and will not coexist with evil. 
And this is why he activated his plan to save his creation, that's you and me, from the destination that Satan had planned. The sin that once controlled our hearts has been removed by the blood of the Lamb. God knew that without his intervention, we would remain slaves to Satan's influence. We have been set free, again I say, by the blood of the Lamb. And this is a strong statement of celebration in our lesson today. See, we've received the greatest gift worth the greatest amount. That is our salvation. We belong to the King. We belong to Jesus. We are children of the living God. Now, again, this is for those listening to this who are in Christ, Paul's expression in Christ. At some point in your past, you gave your life to Christ, asking Jesus to come into your life, to forgive you of sin, and to put you now in an intimate relationship with God through eternity. We are children of the living God. And this is the reality, the spiritual reality of who and what we are now. Now, I don't know about you, but years ago before Jesus came into my life, I was searching for the true meaning of life. Why am I here? What purpose do I serve? These are the questions that people ask today. When we look at who we are in Christ, the answer is God's children. The reason for our existence becomes clear. The Bible says that God first loved us before we had any opportunity to love God or to do anything for God or to receive Jesus. God first loved us. We see this in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 19. Now, this love that we have from God sent his son to die for us. The Bible's very clear. So that we could be freed from sin and we could become part of his family. This is the crux of John 3.16. As God's children, we live on this earth to serve and praise him to serve as ambassadors for the cause of Christ. We will one day be rewarded with our inheritance of eternity in heaven with him. So my last point for you today is stand tall. Paul urges every believer to stand tall now that you have been set free. He urges every believer to not do what human nature so often causes us to do, that is return to being slaves again. Now, returning to be a slave again almost sounds inconceivable when we compare God's incomparable greatness to Satan's total feebleness in the life of a believer. He has no authority in the life of a believer. Notice, though, that Paul did not write that we should be careful not to become slaves again by accident or by some decree. He stated that we should not allow ourselves to become slaves again. And here is free will. Free will is a great thing, but it sometimes causes us trouble. We're the ones who can cause our spirit-filled victory walk to become weighted by the sins of our old selves. And we have the ability to choose to give in to temptation and do the things we used to do before Jesus changed our hearts. Now, the metaphor used with the expression entangled again with the yoke of bondage, that's how Paul said it in the King James Version, to become entangled again with the yoke of bondage. It's a colorful metaphor. It refers to two oxen, perhaps at some fair you've seen this, two oxen being yoked together with a large and heavy harness that controls their movements. They can't just turn right or left and walk away. They're yoked, they're in bondage until their master frees them from the harness. 
Jesus has freed us from the harness, if you will, of sin that entangled our souls. We were not able to be the people of God or do the things of God while under that bondage. We now have the ability, however, to touch the human heart with the love of Jesus that's within us. We now have the ability to minister to the sadness in others with the joy that the Holy Spirit gives us. And we hold the keys to heaven in our faith and can share them freely with everyone around us. So we're told today to stand tall now that we are freed and continue to live the free life that Jesus gave us. Well, with freedom, there's both peace, yes, but also responsibility. There's peace knowing that our choices are dictated by free will and the joy of making our will God's will. But there's also responsibility to behave as one who is free and not the way we were when we were in bondage to sin. So a question is, why would we want to participate in the activities of sin when those activities brought us so much pain and separation? If it were so easy to stay away from our pasts and the sin that Jesus nailed to this cross, we would not need the teachings of the New Testament. The fact is we need to choose every day to continue the victorious walk that God has given us in this new life in Christ. And this life gets stronger and stronger as we walk with Jesus every day, as we allow the Holy Spirit to lead us every day. These are choices that we make, like loving others, like forgiving others. These are choices. This life gets more and more meaningful when we do these things and more and more joyful when we do these things. So when we stand tall, we show God and we show the world that we've been freed by the blood of the Lamb. Amen? Amen. All right, my friends, would you join me in prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day. We thank you, Lord, for this nice weather. We thank you, Lord, that you are working against this virus. And we look forward to the day when we can get back to what will be a new normal but back being out again and out and about and doing the things that you give us to do in our lives. We thank you, Lord, for the love that this church has for one another, for the care that it shows to one another. And Lord, we just ask that you would bless us. Help us to be the church. Even now, it's, it's a little difficult to be the church in a community the way we've talked about so often because, well, we, we're not supposed to do much in the community at the moment, but there are still ways to love others around us. Help us to find and to implement those ways, Lord, so that we can still be the church to our community. And Lord, we just ask that you would guide us and protect us. See us through this chapter that we have right now to the next one that is coming. And Lord, we ask you these things in your holy name. Amen. All right, my friends. Stay strong. Stand tall as free people. Until our next time together, I love you. Let me know if you need anything. Bye-bye.